astrology, feng shui, tarot, crystals. We've all heard about these practices, but what does it all mean? Each week, Mom and me will dive into these topics to present them in an easy, digestible 20 minutes. From full moons to celebrity charts to even red doors, Mom and me will share personal, shocking, and wow factor stories. Welcome back to the Mom and Me podcast. I'm your host, Kate Wind, and I am joined by my mom, Mary Swick. Good morning. Good morning. Today we are talking about astrocartography. And so if you're not familiar um, with what that word means, we basically take your birth information, so including your birth date, time, and location, and um, enter it into a program that then produces longitude and latitude lines that run all over the world. And there's some intersections of these lines, and each of the lines is represented by a planet. And so it is a great tool when you're thinking about uh, where should I move? Where should I vacation? Where will I be successful? Where will I find love? What areas might be kind of harder for me to live? And this is a service, you guys have offered this service since probably the 80s. Started in the 80s, absolutely. It It was groundbreaking in the 80s. Right. I mean, very few people were knowledgeable about it. You had to go get specialized classes to grasp it. And so for you, what did, I mean, the majority of the clients would come to you for that service when they were thinking about moving? Yeah, a lot of people, uh, you know, in the 80s, we had just come to Las Vegas. And to be honest, no one wanted to leave Las Vegas in the 80s. (laughs) You know, people were coming in, no one was appeared to be leaving. But of course, uh, there were times, mainly people came for love. They came for career advice. They came because, you know, sometimes people were lured to Las Vegas, certainly in the hopes of something grand happening, and maybe they were disillusioned when they got here. So we did get a few of those people. I know they didn't want to go back home, but where do I go? Where do I move from here? So it can give you just tons of insight. Okay. But if you don't mind, I'd like to kind of go back to that basic description, Yeah. you know, about lines, because just for someone who who's only thinks of a chart and they think of it as kind of a piece of paper and you can point to there's my Mars and there's my Pluto, uh, take that concept and think of the globe and think of now every point, a planet, becomes a line. And so therefore that line goes around the whole globe. Whether we're going from the North Pole to the South Pole and then coming back up to the North Pole, right on the other side of the world, or we could, you could think of the equator as a great example. The equator you know, goes around the world. That's a line of energy. Yeah, that when you look at these maps, there are lines everywhere. It looks yes. like a grid. And so, yeah, the, it's a little it's, overwhelming it's, when it's you It's very overwhelming look at because yeah. then we're combining even more points. Yeah, it's, it's so much to try to explain it, it especially is. via podcast. But sure. the idea is, is anyone can book this service. And even if oh. you're not just thinking about moving, what we've found really successful with this is finding out places to vacation, maybe identifying really good places for you in the world. And then when you attract people from those regions, that to know that they're going to, that could be a lifelong friend, that could be a lifelong partner 
or companies that were founded in these regions that are very successful on your chart. And then we're going to end with a feng shui cure, right? A new service that we're mm -hmm. offering to incorporate indigenous either plants or animals, imagery of these things into your home. You know, maybe you're not looking to move to France, but you mm -hmm. have a really strong line th through there. Maybe let's incorporate some of that imagery into your home for success. So just to maybe kind of start off with an example that everyone can relate to, let's talk about the presidents because all presidents, right, have to live in Washington, D.C., right? right? If they get the elected, big house. big house. The big house, right? And so when we go to and do the charts of the presidents and look for any lines that they have running through Washington, D.C., one, that could be a great indicator if, if they're going to get elected because right. they would have to have some sort of connection there. They have to have a connection to D.C., Right. Otherwise, then, they really, they, they'll have no energy there. Right. And then the second part of that would be maybe how they govern, mm -hmm. how they, um, you know, present themselves to the what world. What their signature is, what their signature, what you kind of remember about them. Maybe not in great detail, but you remember. So, yeah, let's talk about Trump. Okay. Right? Yeah. So Trump has a Mars line um, through Washington, D.C. Very masculine energy. Yeah. Action, action, bold, courageous, arrogant would be some key words. I would say that to anyone yeah. talking about their Mars line. Yeah. And even because Mars is like the first in the Zodiac, mm -hmm. sometimes it can be a little bit of a childish energy, like energy, oh. like me first, me first. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. You know, and, yeah. and he, he always kind of has that, that, and I, I'm the only one that's done that, or I, I was the first, first to do I'm that. Get it the biggest, the, the best. best. That type of thing. That's his Mars. And just as a side note to that, you know, um, uh, we do a lot of work with uh, Sabian symbols as well. And when you look at his Mars, uh, his Mars has a very strong association with kind of shocking information, uh, revelations. Scandal. A scandal, exactly. So that's interesting because he, I think he's had his fair share of that already. Well, yeah, I mean, he they in they, that impeachment thing or... Yeah, 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 that could almost be a badge of honor. That's Mars going into battle and winning, <laughs> right? Right. Might enjoy that. It's yeah. interesting that he's not a milit He's not a fighter. You know, what I mean, he doesn't hasn't take us into wars and things like that, which many presidents do. But right. he does it in a different way. But that's, that's his Mars line. Okay. So why don't we go back to um, Obama then, and what what does Obama have running through Washington D.C.? He had a moon line. And you know, he still lives there, interestingly. Okay. Well, Moon in general, we uh, particularly in the person's chart, we think of, oh, home and family and Security. loyalty. And patriotism, generally, okay? Security. Yeah. Well, I mean, I know there's always first ladies. Like, every husband has a first lady. But I yeah. think out of all the presidents, and I don't know if it's just my age, so maybe yeah, could let be. me know if you agree, but I feel like he was really portrayed as a family man. Like, he... <laughs> As my husband said, your dad, right, yeah. you know, I was telling him what we were going to be talking about. And he goes, oh, and I mentioned this. And he goes, oh, my God, he lived with his mother-in-law. His mother-in-law lived in the oh. White House with him. And oh, he goes, okay. that's a sign of a family man, if right. anything. Okay, <laughs> yeah. So I thought that was just kind of a great example. And it was nice to hear from a male perspective yeah. as well. Um, oh, the other thing about his moon line, though, his moon, uh, again, by the degree that his moon is at in his charts, this be highly personal, is the idea of introducing a, a new way, uh, a new business model. So, of course, he broke a barrier, obviously, yeah, being the for the first world. black president. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, what about Clinton? 
Clinton. Clinton was very interesting. His gets a little more complex. He had what we call a line and a crossing going through D.C. And the line was Chiron. And so the wounded healer. Wounded healer. And, you know, he kind of uh, talked really openly about uh, alcoholism in his family and, you know, things of that nature. Uh, so people with Chiron, they have a tendency to like, lead with their weakness. Yeah. Or they're very yeah. public about their weakness. So yeah. where most people would hide that, you know, they wouldn't be sitting at a dinner table talking about my alcoholic father. Right. You know, he kind of led with that and took ownership for it. Exactly. Very relatable, obviously. And Chiron... And he really connected to minorities, other peoples that felt, you know, wounded. Right. Right. So we could see that. But the more interesting thing is he had a, what was it, a a Neptune-Venus line. Well, that's all about romance and secret romance deception. and deception and things like that so, right. and so that's what he was kind of ended up being known for is the confidential sex you know yes. being judged yeah uh, monica Lewinsky, right, all <laughs> right. Those and all the other so, ones probably yeah, that were nice. named but neptune oftentimes people forgive neptune venus they people forgive them for what they do okay interesting yeah. well i mean he didn't he didn't He's, I think I don't think he's got pretty good standing. Maybe not. I don't know. Yeah. Actually, yeah, the overall feeling is out there yeah. these days. Right. So that that's just to give you an idea. Okay. So that's just a president. So that's what. Again, that was just a very yes. easy example that we thought would be very relatable, just because we all know these people. Mm-hmm. So, let's talk about um, moving places that yeah. then we kind of see those things live out because that that was presidential right that's kind of big scale let's talk about how you might you see that on an individual level so i'm actually gonna let my mom start with this story because she moved to las vegas um in the 80s and it wasn't until after she had been here for a while that she decided let me figure out what lines i actually have living through las vegas so right why don't you it, share it, that story it, it rationalized so much once i knew that but I, we moved here and again it sounds stupidly crazy but all in the matter of nine months I was introduced I worked with women who were doing prostitution on the weekends Uh, I worked with people that openly spoke about the drug use they had Uh, I I worked with people that were just running from the law I, I worked in a place where the work someone in the force came up to me team and said oh if anyone comes around asking for me uh don't tell them i work here don't tell them i'm here because i'm i'm canadian and i'm i got it you know there's an issue there that i didn't resolve and i'm on the run da, da, da. anyway it was just i came from des moines iowa i was probably people thought i was naive i denied that i was naive but i was so naive because all of a sudden i felt like i was in the, all these dark places and people and felt physically threatened to the point and this was the coup de grace so to speak I was held up at one point uh, gunpoint uh, and robbed the, the office was robbed I had to open the safe to let them get the money and they bound me up and gagged me and tied me to the chair and you know held the pistol out the whole time and Someone actually walked in during this whole thing. I thought they were going to shoot this man who also was at work there, but they didn't. And oh, it was just a lot of trauma. And the really weird thing that I find is just such a stinger is that the men that robbed, um, that held you up, that held me up, were actually dressed as women. So when they walked into the office and threw the bolt lock, you know, the deadbolt after them, I 
you know, it took me just, I don't know how many seconds to realize I'm looking at, these are men dressed like women, full garb. I mean, dresses, wigs, everything. This Probably was 19... pantyhose in the 80s. <laughs> oh yeah, absolutely. This was 1982. Yeah. This was just unheard of to me. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, coming from Iowa. Okay. And so all of that, and then you found out what line were you on. I don't even think we told them what no, line I you didn't. were on. No, I didn't. I'm okay. sorry. Yeah, you great. might wonder what kind of line is that. I don't yeah. want to go yeah. there. <laughs> right. I agree. It was a Hades line. Yeah. Hades. And you may not be familiar with Hades. It's a trans-Neptunian point in the chart. Yeah. But it's similar to Pluto. Yep. If you understand what Pluto lines can do, uh, Hades does something. It's, it shows you the dark side. It shows you the underbelly of a situation. It's... So what's interesting is that that all sounds right. I think any, anyone listening would agree, okay, maybe Vegas isn't the place for me. Maybe I should just leave or even discovering that information. Oh, my gosh, a Hades line. Is this what I have to look forward to, you know, for the rest of my time here? But there's always a higher and lower octave of every energy. And so, right, you still live in Las Vegas. You're still, still under here. a Hades line. The I'm Hades line is still Hades there. Line, but it's working for me now. Right. So. Well, we came. I came here to be an astrologer. That right. really was from Des Moines. Thought practice would be better in Las Vegas, and it's it is confidential. There's most. I don't know. I'm, I don't know what percentage, but there's certainly a percentage of clients who do not tell their friends they've had an astrology consultation. Right. I deal work with a lot of people in the corporate world. Yeah. So she's so she's used that energy, that Hades energy, which astrology is ruled by Hades, to become a successful astrologer. And so she's been able to maneuver that energy. So even if you come to us and you get an appointment and we tell you kind of, you know, these horrible things that might happen (laughs) while you're there, we can also talk through things that you can do, areas that you can get involved in, right, to kind of lift up that energy. Absolutely. And it, it really was one of the best preparations for real-time consulting in astrology. And I, was open, I was open to a world that I knew nothing about. I didn't know people who were on drugs. I didn't know people who had served time, right? Yeah. And you get a real empathy, not empathy, but understanding that these things are real and they happen to people. Right. And you have to be able to not go into judgment. Right. Yeah, absolutely. So let's talk about... Um, someone in our family. Oh, <laughs> I think she's yeah. fine. I think she's yes, fine with this. Yes, exactly. Um, so my sister-in-law, she, um, her and my brother met in college. So right. they were both away from their origins in yeah. college. And um, then they moved together. They made a move uh, to Iowa City. Right, for grad uh, school. For grad school. And it was at that point that my brother popped the question and proposed to her. And so, of course, after the fact, you know, because it's a lot of information to just look up and know on people, right? right. Yes, <laughs> but exactly. You couldn't memorize the entire world of where, no. you know, you have to kind of constantly be looking at it. But going back and looking at her um, chart and where her lines laid, that Iowa City was actually a Jupiter line. Jupiter descendant line, which okay. would favor relationships. And- right. And then she got engaged under that line. They got line. engaged. It was it was fantastic. So anyhow, that was just a, a really happy happy and continues to be a happy story. Yeah, yeah. And so what about? I'm going to go back to you one more time, just because the idea of meeting people that are from strong lines in your chart. So you know, a lot of consultations, right? People want to know about love. Right. They'll book an yes. appointment and say, "Oh, tell me about work." And always at the end of the call, it's yeah. like do you see anything about love in there, yeah, right? It always right. comes mm-hmm. up. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, sometimes there's there's not a whole lot going on in love. And so, but we want to always make um, 
cater to our clients and how can we strengthen the possibility of them finding love and we talk about that through feng shui but um so when you were in iowa yes. you met i met uh, your dad yeah. my husband bill and uh you know one of the first few questions of course is where are you from and he says i'm outside of houston well again this was pre astrocartography didn't know yeah and, uh, but we hit it off astrology immediately, and he knew more astrology than I did. And I found that very intriguing. And so we had a lot of uh, commonality in that area besides just the chemistry we had between the two of us. Anyhow, look after the fact, I have a Jupiter line running through. through Houston. So there he comes, and again, this sounds weird to say, but he really taught me a lot of information but as well, he just, you know, he made my life better. I could, you know, on just multiple levels. You know? Right, well, because Jupiter is about expansion. So the idea that yeah. you meet someone, they st immediately started, that's how you connected him immediately starting to expand, you know, your understanding well, was, of something. Right, or, within 15 months of meeting him, here we were moving to Vegas. Yeah. Right? Yeah, expanded my world. And I believe in the 80s, if you were in Des Moines, Iowa, and said you were going to go to Las Vegas, they... They assumed you'd be back in a two weeks. Right. You know, right. that wouldn't work out. Right. So it was, uh, you know, so that's it was a, great, a big move. Yeah. So that's a great example of how people from these areas that are strong in your chart can help you. So the idea right. of having a boss, you know, in your case with that strong line through Houston, you know, having a boss that was from Houston would might be very beneficial for yes. you. Yes. We can't always plan those things, but it can give you a better understanding on why a relationship or, you know, with a, a partner or a work relationship isn't as successful maybe as it should be or why it's more successful yeah, yeah. than we, we are it's kind of like a tree or a plant that comes from virginia versus south america it carries an essence with it and mm -hmm. people carry the essence of where they were born at oh, yeah. even if you live there just for like oh yeah i was there for and at one year we moved to california well, that first year you have you're carrying some energy from where you were born yeah and that can help or challenge other people. Yeah, absolutely. So let's talk about like maybe traveling. So again, you know, we, we, we now we have the knowledge, right? But again, right. it's 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 a lot of research to look into it. So I had um, traveled to Bali a couple times. Yeah. And I loved my time there, right? I thought, oh my gosh, I can move here. I thought and, she was. Yeah. I really was. I was a little concerned about that. Yeah. And it was one of my trips there that I, you know, had made that decision that I'm, well, I had made the decision just on my way there, but that I had made the announcement while I was there that I was going to quit my corporate job and launch my own practice. And so when we go, now go back to look at Bali, okay, why, why was Bali so powerful for me? Um, and to see that I have a Pluto line running through there. So kind of that, a little bit of that Hades, you know, but Pluto rules the idea of before and after. And I made a, a decision there that was going to really pivot transform. and transform my life. Reinvent. Um, yeah. Going from a corporate position to self-employment. Claim your power. There, yeah. You know, there was a day, again, it's been decades ago, when I would tell people, don't go to a Pluto line. Right. Because the idea is it's going to change you somehow. Now, again, my philosophy has changed as I've aged. And now it's like... Go to a Pluto line. Right. Not necessarily, maybe not move to it, but go experience a vacation on a Pluto line. Right. So you guys did that. You, you took did. your advice on that and you went um, to Amsterdam. 
which was a Pluto line for you. Right, we did the whole Rhine River, which runs right along uh, my Pluto line, and it was transformative for us. Right, that I mean, it really off. shifted the, the retirement. The, the whole focus on retirement for my husband and just uh, the fact that the age we're at and we're, you know, wow, let's reinvent ourselves again. Yeah. Very exciting. So this new service that we're offering, right? Because and so yes. we get clients, of course, that they're not going to move. They no. can't travel no. right expensive, now. right. We understand that. So how can we incorporate things from these areas into your home? Right. So we were experimenting, you know, with ourselves, a couple of friends and family, just to try this out. And we have... Um, you know, a friend, and she has a really strong line through Georgia, mm -hmm. right? And we thought, well, yeah. okay, Georgia, again, just very simplistic, is known for its peaches. Right. Why don't you, you know, and, and again, instead of saying go out and buy a piece of artwork with peaches, you know, a peach tree. Which you could. You could, you absolutely. Could. But this was just an, ex you know, this was experimental at this point, And we said, get a bowl, a, a not pretty bowl, and display some peaches in your home, whether it's on your dining room table or your kitchen island. And I mean, within a week, she closed some pretty significant business and she was a believer. She thought, okay. This was, this was under the COVID time too, wasn't this it? This was. So it was not a time that you're thinking you're going to close a deal. Yeah, no, it was something she had been working on for a while and there was a lot of, oh, maybe it's not going to happen because of this. And so, you know, at, after that, then she was like, okay, now I'm, I'm willing to go invest in, you know, some artwork that shows maybe some peach trees or, or something a little bit more. So that's how... You know, we've been very successful now with clients looking at their charts, seeing what areas are strong for them, whether it's you want to incorporate more love energy, maybe more Jupiter energy, or even some clients who, you know, they, their life, I'm going to say, has been like very wishy-washy as of late. Mm, <laughs> okay. Mm -hmm. They can't, you know, nothing seems to stick. Relationships right. aren't sticking. Work isn't yeah, sticking. Right. And so in that case, we're actually pulling some Saturn energy and incorporating that into the home again through artwork of usually indigenous plants or animals mm -hmm. um mm -hmm. and sometimes architecture into the home yeah like you know if you had a, a great line running through paris Absolutely. you might say well let's, why not put an image of the eiffel tower in your home or get one and put one on your desk by the way these cures are really good for the self-employed yeah really strong i mean they benefit anyone but when you're trying when you have a lot of uh uh uh, opportun opportunity, well, if I just, you know, to meet the right person, to make the right connection, it's really uh, beneficial to, to incorporate this concept. Absolutely. Well, and it's interesting that you brought the Eiffel Tower, and I just had this thought, actually right now, just that, you know, that's kind of trendy, that Eiffel Tower artwork, yeah. you know, and so oh, I've yeah. been in homes where they have a lot of yeah, Eiffel Tower true. stuff, and I've asked, oh, do you, have you been there? And they'll just say something, like, oh, it's always been like a dream to go there. Or yes. They'll have some sort right. of fantasy behind it. And it would be interesting, you know, if we ran astrophotography on them to see yeah. what if that wasn't even a great line, and then they're surrounding themselves You're with that absolutely. type of artwork in their home. Whereas usually I wouldn't say anything bad about, you, you, about you know, that. That's a really good point. That's a really good point, actually. So it would be interesting maybe just to pull, always pull just mm -hmm. some of those really trendy pieces mm -hmm. from artwork mm -hmm. to see, you know, mm -hmm. if you're not in the home to see everything else that's going on. Mm -hmm. but. Yeah, no, that's, that's, a, that's an excellent point. I mean, I've seen it, again, kind of off topic, but I've seen it where people have a real theme in the whole house of one city, one country. Yeah. And that's a little overwhelming. And I kind of wondered, what is that about? You know, yeah. uh, like a strong Egyptian theme throughout yeah. the house. I can think of a, cl a client you know, with London everywhere. London everywhere. So that that would, oh my gosh, that could be a red flag to check out. Could Absolutely. be a great thing, 
Yeah. Could be providing all sorts of positive support, or it could be really creating some challenges. Absolutely. So I think that concludes our talk today on astrocartography. Thank you so much for joining us today, and we look forward to talking to you next week. Okay, goodbye. Thank you for joining us on another episode of the Mom and Me Astrology Podcast. If you like what you heard, make sure to subscribe so you get all of our notifications. And to book an astrology or feng shui appointment, you can find us at www.thekatewind.com or www.maryswick.com. Also, make sure to tune in to my Facebook or Instagram for my weekly horoscopes. You can find me at the underscore Kate Wind.